Looking for a local spot to make swag for your brand, podcast, or anything in between? Eastside Pin Co. has experience making enamel pins, badges, keychains, medals, and patches. Have an idea of what you want? Chris can help bring your idea to life. You can find them online at eastsidepinco.com. That's E-A-S-T-S-I-D-E-P-I-N-C-O.com. And you can send all inquiries to chris at eastsidepinco.com. Mention this ad to take 10% off your order. Eastside Pinco. Hit them up. Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. We've got a very special episode today. Palm Trees and Power Lines. Are you familiar? Why, yes, totally. I am. <laughs> I am. I am Dramatic more, pause. I'm more familiar with this record than I think any other record. Holy shit. Well, first and foremost, let's go around the around the horn here. Who do we have in the studio? This is Luke Southern, and that's me. The King of the South. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> in the name. <laughs> Seems right there. That's Yikes. a good country I'm artist saying. name. Oh, shit. Dude, Luke. I've gotten Luke Southern. Soap opera, country musician. Yeah. Oh, soap opera. I didn't even oh, think about yeah. that. Luke Southern, the the handsome, rugged man, <laughs> like a pearl snap that's unbuttoned to the chest, like the yeah. Damn, has he met you before? I'm already, I'm already seeing Throwing it. Throwing hay bales. Yeah, I'm God. seeing it. Red and then flag. like yeah, the the mom falls in love with him. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm Josh Montgomery, boys podcast of boys fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, back again. <laughs> He's got that voice. Yeesh. Uh, I'm Roman, and I uh, used to be cool. I was a tour manager at one time, but you, I uh, now yeah. I'm a government man. You've done and, good uh, things, cool things. Josh would say I sold out, but I like to say I bought in. Boom. Oh, that is a nice line. You easily have the coolest name of anyone here, too. It's it's not bad, and it's, it's definitely cool when um, you, don't, you don't need your last name. You know, like, it's just, oh, Roman. Yeah, I know Roman, right? So like, Yeah. Mm. Oh, Rome. <laughs> You're like McLovin, yeah. one yeah, name, Rome. sealed. <laughs> exactly. Share. <laughs> I, honestly, <laughs> when I... So. I prefer Share, actually. She's going to be here in concert soon. Hey. Oh, well, I, hey, I believe in life after love. What is she, like 90 now? <laughs> she's she's looking good for 90. Oh, well, she I made her deal with the time. devil. She's cashing in. That's very true. She keeps true. turning back time, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, yeah, so we'd mentioned palm trees and power lines. Mm-hmm. I am not someone that found Sugar Cult early on. Um, I found them at this album, but, of course, went back and listened to other stuff. And it was just like, I, I've been doing a series where I've talked about albums that meant a lot to me. And I was just like... The one thing about music is like, you know, we can all be from different generations, Mm -hmm. but music like this still resonates with us. And this was one album that stuck out to me when I was looking at ones that maybe I wanted to talk about kind of lined up perfect, too, because it's been out 15 years. That's crazy. That's insane. It's crazy that 15 years ago, what all was going on? Like, so my my friend Roman here and I, (laughs) I, you, you, you asked me if I knew anyone who would be interested in doing a sugar cult episode it's like yeah me fucking yeah dude and <laughs> i got the perfect guy like so when this record came out roman and i were roommates yes. and this record defined 
the entire year. Yes. Oh my God. Like the whole and, year. And it's funny because I can remember certain, I'm one of those people that associate a girl I was dating with a song or a record. Mm -hmm. And so this reminds me of Abby. You remember her? Oh boy. <laughs> and so that whole album just reminds me of her. And I mean, she's often married now. It's 15 years ago. Right. So, um, so that, that reminds me of that. It also reminds me of the uh, round table. Yeah. We had a, okay. So <laughs> we lived together in this house and uh, we had a kitchen table, which was, I think it was supposed to be an outdoor table, like a round glass table yeah. with like an umbrella hole in the middle of it. Had it. But it was in our house. And it wasn't like a <laughs> shitty house. I mean, I guess in retrospect, it was kind of a shitty house. <laughs> but we would all sit around it, us all were friends, and we would uh, partake in a, well, what is, what is now a medicinal. What is now legal? Substances. What is now, yeah. <laughs> and we would pass around like a bong, a couple of joints, and, yes. like, and we would listen to palm trees and power lines. Yes, we, we would do that. And we would also, we, we would record the things we'd talk about. Yeah, I still have them on tape. And Are you serious? Essentially like the first podcast. original podcast. The original podcast. Right here. Yeah, analog podcast on cassette. Holy yeah. shit. Some funny stuff. We get we would get uh, zapped and, and talk about. Get zooted and talk, talk, <laughs> talk about. Talk about anything, right? Well, yeah, random <laughs> shit. So, so, you, so wait, you got into this record. This is your intro introduction to the Sugar Cold. This was the first time I ever heard so Sugar So how old Cold. were you when this in 2004, mm -hmm. I was, uh, in 2001, I would have been 10. Oh my so Jesus. 14. I was 23. You were 14? Yeah, I would have been. Yep, that's right. I would have like 14. Was, you were a baby. I, I was just thinking about that earlier. I was just like, man, I'm, uh, I was telling Luke, I was like, I think that I'm going to be the youngest one on this episode. Oh, mostly, yeah, totally. That is but I didn't know, I mean, I didn't know how he knew you or anything. Right. So I was just like. I might be the youngest one, but I'm not sure. That is nuts. Why am I so old? So <laughs> I, I have a I have a funny story about how I got into Sugar Cold. Oh yeah, do we, do we want to go there yet? Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect yeah. intro. Okay, so the, so the first time I actually heard them was obviously the, the Start Static songs, so like bouncing off the walls and stuff, and mm -hmm. those were all on that Van Wilder soundtrack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's funny? What's funny about it is this was back when we all we lived out in Choctaw and we didn't have I mean I didn't he might have but I didn't have MTV or uh, yeah we didn't have things that would you could just quickly look up who that band was right and so I remember being like oh, oh internet didn't fucking exist right, it was barely barely in existence <laughs> yeah. dial up and stuff and it's infancy and, and I lived with my mom and she didn't have any of that stuff my dad had a computer and stuff so it was dial up there but so you couldn't really look up the you know the artist of who this song was right it wasn't easy like it is today and I just remember the only time I could listen to it is if I played that movie and I would listen to the songs and that's how I got stuck in my head. So there's that. So fast forward and I was working in retail. I'm not going to say where I was working at because it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> a certain female came across the, it was at Penn Square Mall and she worked at Victoria's Secret. And after hours at the place that I worked at, it's probably another reason why you probably shouldn't say where you worked at because exactly, after hours exactly, parties were exactly. a little yeah, yeah. We, we, we would shut down the store and we would we would party and she came over the girls from Victoria's Secret would come over and they would party with us after hours and and she brought a CD to listen to and it was Stark Static and I was like that's the band you know <laughs> that's yeah and who is this, is this? <laughs> who is this shirt and she's like it's sure cult and I was like yes and I don't remember her name but we had a great night that's super so, dope that was funny. So that's how I kind of discovered Sure Cold. It's like, that's the one. So That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I got it. Okay, so I found, I did have MTV, and I found out about Sugar Cold through the Stuck in America video. It was on, like, the late night. It may have been, like, MTV2 or something. But I'd already missed the scroll, you know, the intro where it shows, like, the, the name of the band, the album, all that shit. All I saw was just them playing on this, like, Japanese uh, 
talk show. Like that was the premise of the video. It's like, dude, these guys look cool, and this song is fucking ripping. <laughs> who is who is this band? So I have the whole song, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then it says Sugar Cult. I'm like, Sugar Cult. Okay, I got to find out who that is. But again, internet, you can't really find it. So I had to figure out who. I couldn't find Start Static in a store. Right. I did rent Van Wilder probably about a week later and realized their songs were on that. It pretty much half of Start Static was yes. that soundtrack. And Jimmy yes. World, wow. Bleed America. Yeah. 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 So they were wow. bumping, they were promoting both of those records hardcore on that. So I got that soundtrack and then eventually found my way into getting Start Static. And then when this record came out, it changed the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. But Tim, pa- Tim Pagnot is a genius, by that, the way. Plus, Josh really did fashion a lot of his look after Tim Pagnot. And still... Oh my God. God. I didn't think about that. So this, what I'm wearing right now, I kind of, it's a look that I I do wear, but I wore it today specifically because there's a picture of Tim Pagnato wearing basically the same thing. Wow. Like he was the cool, like you got to put the hair up, you know, that they were the first ones to do guy liner back in the day, especially Ben Davis was big into that. The original drummer, Ben Davis. He ain't dead yet. (laughs) There's a, Okay, so oh, there did was you a, not see the documentary? Oh, jeez, oh, man. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, you got to do that. We yeah. were sugar cult fanatics. Yes. The hives totally stole I'm a filthy casual sugar cult. Oh, my cult. God. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Totally. Yeah. Command C, Command V. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're taking a quick break to talk about our friends over at the Escape OKC's new room that's now open called Tides of Treason. The captain has been holding out on you, but the rest of the crew was too chicken to make him pay up. Break out and take what's yours. You can find more information on this room at theescapeokc.com or by following them on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's the Escape OKC located at 912 Northwest 23rd Street. Now back to the show. That's funny. Well, it's like it, this isn't anything different than what you would normally wear. Right. Like but I it, see you it, wear this kind but of But it all stems from like seriously 15 years of like. Damn. I'm that influence putting a tie with something really cha- it adds to the outfit it the really skinny does. joint too yes because before that the the look was very much the newfound glorious blink 182 look mm-hmm. oh, for at yeah. least for that scene for the, the like the punk and dicky yeah dicky shorts and, stuff. Socks. Yeah. and so yeah every after that album came out like it was straight up oh this is the look now and like tim pagnata like pretty much coined yeah, that I mean, look. this is yeah. Business He's in the front, party in the back. everywhere else. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, it yeah, it and it it changed the way I looked at as a, mu- a musician and songwriter how to write songs. Like, I mean, Tim Pagnotta, they don't really do Sugar Cult anymore. But if you've heard a hit on the radio, I guarantee you, Tim Pagnotta had a hand in it. Neon like, Trees, all their stuff was Tim Pagnotta. Yeah. What the fuck? He, he basically yeah. created Five Seconds of Summer. Uh, like a lot of like solo artists, like female solo artists. He wrote a lot of their songs. He produced the last. Is not the ghost. What memory? Yeah. What? 1983. Neon trees. Oh, I, I didn't yeah. know what you said. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And Marco seventy two did mm-hmm. um, bad astronaut and yeah. something else with, with, uh, with uh, Joey Cape from mm-hmm. Lagwagon. So, yeah, they're definitely talented dudes. Yeah, they are. Very talented dudes. And I remember with this album, because Ben Davis was on the first album, but with Palm Trees, uh, Kenny Livingston, Yeah, he, he came in. And I remember being so bummed because Ben Davis was such a, a cool character. Like, he just was awesome. I think but you I think and I he, found that out together watching that. we were bummed because yeah, the, the memory video. The memory like, video. Because this, this guy? Who's this guy oh, in the shit. back? And he's this new guy in the band. And I just remember being so bummed. And yet, Kenny is a great drummer. Like, he, he was fine. He obviously played with him on those, those next two records, but... 
I just was so bummed because ben, wasn't Dav- the same. ben Davis was so cool when he, yeah. he just looked cool, and I was like, yeah, oh, that's a big it. fan. So. Yeah, it goes back to the look. They definitely had a look and vibe about them that that most bands didn't really have. And then bands that came out after that kind of not really stole their vibe, but took influence. Like, like emulated my, it. My Chemical Romance definitely took that, totally. like, wear a tie with things. Oh, yeah, stuff. the red tie with the black shirt. Yeah. Red tie with the black shirt. Billy Joe. I mean, Billy Joe did the tie with the shirt thing. But that, was that. A, but that was American Idiot, which was that year. It was. It was oh, the same year. And, and Sugar Colt went on tour with... later. Yeah, Sugar Colt went oh, on tour true. with uh, Green Day for that tour. That is so true. Damn. I didn't even think about that. It was that. the dress so code of the tour. So I wonder, and I will pose this question, mm-hmm. was Billy Joe Armstrong Influence? inspired by Tim Bagnata? Ooh, 100%. Yeah. I think so, because he was a big fan Shit. of Sugar Colt, which is cool for them because they were huge fans with, of Green Day. Right. I think they stole his hair. And he stole their tires. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Spiky. Yeah. Spiky hair. Fair enough. What about you, man? Man. I, okay. So same. Start static was my thing. I heard pretty girl. And at the time I was dating a pretty girl. Um, she was a bitch, but we won't get into that. <laughs> the, the prettiest <laughs> ones always are. For you had me in the first half. <laughs> oh, man. And I can just remember pretty girl was this, I don't know, it, it stood out. Mm-hmm. It was the one on the radio that stood out to me. And I had seen Van Wilder, but I never put it together that they were on the soundtrack. Right. I was, I was, I mean, back then I was into stuff like Rammstein and Marilyn Manson. So okay. You're more like a, uh, uh, not like a new metal kid kind of. Yes. Yeah. Deftones yeah. though came out of that, which was still one They're of the best of all time. So True. Yep. In my opinion. But it, it stood out to me, you know, it was well-written. Um, it told a good story and I went and bought the album or I, I think actually I, I was on Kazaa or <laughs> LimeWire. We just talked illegal about that downloading. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, Start I, was, I, was kid, static. I was a kid. You know, yeah. It took eight hours to download three megs. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. So, dedicated. And then I had to unzip it and all that yeah, stuff. Start yeah, startstatic.zip. Yeah. Start yeah, Pretty, Girl, Pretty Girl was the one on that, on that record that... Um, it didn't sound it. There's always one on every record they do that sounds nothing like, like anything an else on it. The outlier yep. and Pretty Girl was that. But as I was re-listening to Palm Trees today to like get back in the vibe, I listened to this is a record I listen to at least three times every year, and uh, each record kind of goes through the same vibe of like I'm gonna hit you up front with a banger and bring it in, and then they always tail it right off taper taper and this one tapers off really well with like sign off as the out sign off song before that is uh counting um, stars counting stars which is a nice slower counting stars was kind of like to me the um they're only in dreams you know it kind of has that longer outro yeah and that song in particular has a a weird place for me because and i'm not going to get into all the the personal stuff but that's that's a deep song And and what's funny about that whole record is that it's actually kind of dark. Yeah. So, you know, when you when you listen to it, very dark. Yeah, it's very dark record and you know, but but he delivers it in a way that's sounds yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, so for me when I heard Start Static, I I I bought all in. I was part of the cult, mm-hmm. if you will say that. Totally. <laughs> um and so when when Memory hit the radio, um I was all in. It mm-hmm came in with the drums mm-hmm. i was just ready to go so good yeah, every time when we, oh, when we so lived together good. we had we turned our living room at the frankfurt house we mm-hmm. turned our living room into our jam space and every time 
Josh would sit down at the drum set. It was do do cat do do cat do do cat every time. So good. And then we we would always jam that. It's such an easy song to jam on. It's just the D octave, man. They definitely nailed, especially on that album. They definitely nails the keep it simple. But just the way he like formula like formulates songs in his writing. It's very simple, but. All the best songs are usually simple. His right. lyric, he, I really like the way he writes lyrics because they're simple but unique. Mm-hmm. And same thing with melody. He'll he'll use the same melody in a lot of songs, but they're to inflect the same kind of emotion. You know what I mean? Yes. And change it up enough to where it's like unique to that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. My intro was memory. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> I think we're, just from, we're from yeah. a different generation. Was it so the video? Yeah. So I'm idea. thinking about when you said, when you saw the video and it was a different drummer. Yes. When I saw it, That's the only I drummer. just thought that was yeah. the guy. <laughs> and right. so it's just like, oh, shit, I didn't even well, realize. What's fun? So, my, yeah, my intro was that, that vid, uh, Stuck in America, which was a Japanese show. Right. Memory, they're playing in like a Japanese, like. Like a kabuki theater kabuki type theater thing. theater kind of house. Yeah. And they're, again, with the style, those fucking leather jackets. I, after I saw that video, and that was their whole look <laughs> live that year, that right. tour, was those super tight leather jackets and i tried so hard to find one and i couldn't find the right one it's like no it's got to be tight it's got it's to zip up and be tight i want it leather but like under armor i, I almost yeah. wonder i almost wonder if it was a female jacket oh it probably shit. was they probably were the girl jackets with, with like the jackets. jeans especially with marco because we we saw him in dallas and marco actually came over to us and had a beer with us because we were there earlier yeah. and we were upstairs at trees, at trees yeah. and he came over it was me him and another friend of mine and marco came over and we had an extra beer there i don't know why we had an extra beer but i handed it to him it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a shiner bach and he was all stoked about it so Shit. he just stood there and had That's a beer dope. with us and yeah yeah he saw his zipper nice. was on the other side so you know nope. he was wasn't he wasn't wearing a leather jacket <laughs> he came out wearing a he was wearing a track jacket yeah. and like he's getting ready you can tell like he had his other shit on like ready for the right. show but who opened that? I can't remember who opened that show. I have no idea. But you know who we're not giving love? Who's that? Aaron, the bass player. Oh, the best. <laughs> he's so good. His harmonies kill it. Yeah, he's... I mean, <laughs> I give him... I lost a little respect for him when he did that... Uh, what was that, like, 20-piece band? Is the What was that? Oh, what the hell was 20 that? 20-piece band? What yeah, the they were, like, this was... big, giant, like, orchestral... Arcade fire? No, it was around <laughs> the time of, like... <laughs> That's good. <laughs> when all the bands were like, the, Hey! Like a lot of that stuff. Oh, like fits in the tantrums or like Something. Edward Sharp or it was Ed, it was Edward Sharp of the Magnetic Zeros. He played dude. he played in that. Sick. I can't remember what he played in it, but it's like, come on, did you gonna do that? That's crazy that you said that. Hey, I was yeah. like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the band he played in. I'm Edward familiar. I can't <laughs> hate. I like their stuff. Damn. Well, Josh can hate for you. I can lose. I don't hate. I just <laughs> it's it's you lost it's respect a, for him. It's not. It it's is not, a departure. It's not sugar cold, bro. Yeah. No. I want to see you wearing a black T-shirt with a black... tight-ass leather jacket. Yeah. And then, you know, your long blonde hair and your <laughs> kick-ass P-bass singing some sweet harmonies. Yeah, the, uh, yeah I just think back because I remember watching... I mean, this is when MTV still showed music videos, so mm-hmm. it was a little bit ago, but watching the video for this, and I remember the first time I was like, I was in the morning waiting to go to school, and this video comes on on MTV2, and I was like, man, this is kind of tight. Like, what is, like, who is this band? And so at that time, it was just like, you know, I didn't really have a computer or nothing either. So I, like, wrote, I, like, sugar, I, like, waited to the end, you know, because yeah. I missed the beginning. And I'm like, okay, who is, okay, sugar cult memory, like, okay. So then I took it, 
to school and like I was talking to other people like did you do you know this band like have you listened to these guys mm. and uh some of them have, some haven't, but it's just like the, it's just like funny the time, you know. Yeah. Now if someone's like, "Have you heard this?" I'm like, "Oh, let me look it up." Yeah. At the what time, it's Spotify. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't know who that is. That's funny. Maybe they premiered that video in the morning because the first time I saw it, I was getting ready for work, and I just had MTV on, and I heard that do do cat do do cat, yeah. and then as soon as I heard the guitar, I was like, "That sounds like something." And then you hear him sing, I'm like, okay, this is this is Sugar Colt, and I go watch him, like, they look so different because his hair was like down and in his face and they all like black hair and shit it's like okay this record's gonna be dope when does it come out and it hadn't come out yet that would they just threw that single out there so i was like on pins and needles waiting for the record to come out and i was nervous that it wasn't gonna be good because you know follow-up records are rarely right it was good. pretty good but man it was pretty good she's the blade i mean that intro, just starting uh, over the teeth of one, that record two, three, four. Oh, i wanted man. to be the person to bring that song up no, oh I'm sorry kidding. i'm kidding <laughs> no i love that song, song. the well, video perfect. was fucking weird that's perfect though so we'll, we'll get in the mm-hmm. next thing i wanted to talk about was the standout songs for right us. okay so she's the blade is the perfect segue roman yes it's such a great like intro to a record that's probably one of the best in my opinion I, yeah, I'd mm-hmm. forgotten about the count off. Yeah, and then yeah, I was the actually fact. listening to it on the way here, and I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot the one, two, three, four. Yeah. That lead part is sick too. Yeah, so simple but so like good, but iconic. You like mm-hmm. it? It plays, and you're like, "Okay, I know exactly what that is." Dude, so many great songs on here. Like for me, it's like the one that I listened to a lot was "Worst December," just because it was like such an, it, like it. I was going through like a breakup, and it was the perfect like. Man, I have a great yeah. story about this because I was there for this, right? Yeah. So he loved Out that. He he loved that song, and I won't say the girl that he was dating, but I remember because okay, so that that year I I was um, partying a lot, <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> so so the song Champagne. Oh yeah, yeah, was definitely big for me. So, but that song in particular, we used to do this open mic night where we would play cover songs, and he learns this song mm-hmm. to play there, and he was going through that breakup with with this girl and we went to because we went downtown for the uh saint patrick's day thing oh yeah and (laughs) we're sitting there and this girl he's talking about i see he's back his his backs she she doesn't see him i'm sitting in front of him so i'm looking past him and i see her and he's facing me so he Mm -hmm. doesn't see her and i was like hey uh you still over and i said her name right and he's like like yeah yeah and no, I'm fine I'm totally fine you know it's being cool right and I was like good because here she comes because <laughs> she's, she's right over your yeah, shoulder yeah. and I turn and I go God. yeah and he turns around there she is right there that's some like sitcom shit yeah. dude like, it was like, perfect right it, was, it was so funny because I was like I saw her and I was like hey are you, you over her and he's like yeah and I'm like good because here she comes <laughs> uh, the worst and but you yeah, just like have to do that awkward. it was hey. it was the worst hey. December it was the worst it was December. the worst yeah. <laughs> Well, the reason why I like that song because the worst December we our first date was December, Ouch. like December eighth oh, or whatever. Shit. And I wrote a song about the month of December, and then that song was like, "Dude, she's speaking to me right now." <laughs> Actually, I, I made a mistake. It was back to California that you learned for the um, oh. acoustic show, but that story still goes. Oh, back with to California, the girl he's one. talking about. Yeah, right. me up when December ends. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a long December. Reason to believe. Oh man, I would just go back to "She's a Blade" as yeah. the self-dubbed. Uh, Pun King, it it was just so clever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. You know, there's that one girl. I mean, he was talking about what I like to believe is the same girl as Pretty Girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Star the continuation. Static. Yeah. Well, oh, maybe sequel. perhaps thematic. I mean, I, well, here's I the thing: thematic as fuck. <clears throat> if you r- listen to a lot of his lyrics, especially on Lights Out, the next record, 
Tim Pagnata really liked to fuck. Like a lot of his songs are highly. Ain't sad. nothing Absolutely. wrong with that. Do Ain't nothing wrong with that. We're talking about doing it alone today. Yeah. Oh, it's dude. about jacking off. Nobody wants to do it alone. What's no. funny about that song, "Do It Alone," is that he didn't write that song. What? Yes. Uh-oh. So, I, so this is this is kind of an interesting a little thing insider that, info. Yeah, a little insider info. So, apparently, and I don't know the kid's name. I should probably look it up. But some somebody submitted that song. So there are these um, songwriters now will submit their songs to these whatever company or whatever, and those and bands will go pick those songs a lot of times. I actually know one of the guys that does this, and he wrote "Fuck a Silver Lining" that Panic Disco just released like last year that you're before. Yeah. And yes. And so they take that song and then they um, tweak it a little bit and make it their own, but they pretty much, and they get credit for it. But apparently that do it alone song was one of these. And at the time I remember being so bummed that I was like, Oh, what? He doesn't need to get a songwriter to write a song. But I don't know the whole story behind why he chose that song. But I know that it really made the bass player Aaron mad because I that, they didn't he was, write it. That they yeah, didn't write he, it. He didn't like playing that song because they didn't write that song. Damn, which is crazy because it's such a great song. It was, was, it was very much a Tim sounding song. Oh yeah, it really single. was. So to find out that he didn't huh. write that he didn't, song, he didn't mind cashing those checks for that song though. He yeah, might he true. might have oh, like he, he might have taken it and, and tweaked it to be his sure know, sure culty, but. He definitely sugar was not culty. the, you know, he definitely wasn't the, uh, he put some sugar instigator on of that song. In the name sure. of love. That's weird. Yes, he did. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a lot, there's still, there's still a lot of, st- I mean, that whole record's sex. But I want to, I wanted to hear your opinion on the, the sequel thing with the song. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. so, um, I'm going to jump back to Start Static because, okay. um, I really liked Pretty Girl. I loved Bouncing Off the Walls, um, and then how does it feel? All those were just poppy, mm-hmm. but lost in you was the oh. different one. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, pretty girl was a little bit, it was closer to the others for me, but right. lost in you. I felt like memory was almost the parallel mm-hmm. to lost in you. Mm. Uh, Cause he's talking about time and memory. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I just, the that, duality that is just of it. something I, feel I, you. I, I, feel you. I fantasized I feel you. a little bit about, I guess. I don't know. That's it's funny crazy. how we put our own feeling. Yeah, into like you, and that's you, a good you song does meaning, that, right? Yeah, you, you find yeah. your meaning. Yeah. In, in, in Palm Trees songs. for me was I was six months out of a three year relationship and right. took it really really hard and yeah. just hit it that right it, time. Dude, oh four, yeah. so many great records came out in oh four that that kind of did that for me. Yeah, like there was this, there was that Blink One Eighty Two Untitled record, there was like Deja, there was like so many fucking records that came out that just right at the same time, and I just happened to be an age that ripe age, like <laughs> all the hey good man. ones came out early in the year too, early mm-hmm. to mid. Like yeah, it was yeah, yeah. this came out. Uh, Palm trees came out in April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good, so good. See, what I like about She's the Blade is like, yeah, it's like lyrically, like it's just clever lyric writing. Like She's the Blade, you're just paper. She's gonna cut right through you, bro. Watch out. It's just such a simple concept, mm-hmm. though. But then the way that they do the it's melody, cool. and like well, you said, with the with the the riff, mm-hmm. the rhythm guitar is nothing too just, crazy. It's like, so it's so good and so simple. I always was like, I could. Why didn't I write that? You're like I you're could, mad. Why didn't you're I like, think fuck. to write that? And another, another thing that's cool is that he used Epiphone guitars, which I think are total crap personally mm-hmm. but i would i was okay with playing them at that point i was like mm-hmm. okay i'll play you more because i had like three <laughs> epiphone less yeah yeah you're like, Paul and Customs, enough yeah. for Tim, it's good enough for <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah he yeah, played yeah. like an epiphone es335 and then he got the custom and played yeah. that for a while yeah. fucking a. crazy i love how he emphasizes paper too if you'll notice she's the blade they're uh-huh. all one mm-hmm. syllables but he cuts paper in two 
paper and he just amps up the the tone of it at the end paper yeah damn she's your paper maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking too much into this hey man you can never think too much about 10 pack night lyrics that's <laughs> so good never very good i was emo so over counting was great stars though is still, i was emo <laughs> I, I, I still think i still, still am i still think that i will say counting stars is one of those that like really the lyrics in that are on point mm-hmm. and i feel like it's um almost an apologetic song mm-hmm. in a weird way like he's he's sorry that he messed things up kind of thing mm-hmm. which is which identifies with me because i messed a lot of shit up with relationships and oh yeah and I definitely take the blame on probably, n- I'll say 80%. Yeah, yeah. 80% of <laughs> You're getting uh, ready to say 90. I nah, want to say 90, but down. I was like, there's a couple that weren't really totally much. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I was at like 97. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so I definitely identify with that song. And um, there was the relationship I think you talked about that earlier a little bit that I always regretted that one more than anything. I was like, really messed that up. Mm-hmm. And not in really really bad way but well that song also like you can feel the emotion in like him actually singing it mm-hmm. like it's not just like just lines on a paper it's like yeah. when he does that thing he does it in a couple of songs like the on the surface i'm okay i guess that like throwing the yeah. i guess at the end of it like it just feels like oh yeah. yeah man he's he's broken he's not okay he's, he's not well, okay was, i mean it was real yeah it was, yeah, felt, yeah, yeah it felt people real t- people speak that way yeah. you doubt right. you doubt all the time mm-hmm. for sure I um, I'll jump back to another song off the album that's very similar to me, to Counting Stars, and that was Crashing Down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I felt like they shared similar melodies and sure. the tone. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely a, a sad, dark song. But yeah, a lot of more. But Champagne, I think, was the one that was because um, I definitely you know. Was Champagne was a hangover song. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It very starts out so somber even. too. All the way through. All well, it's a it's a it's a like song that was a, initially about Ben Davis's alcohol addiction and what kind of yeah. made him have to leave the band, Shit. and it was also a part of Tim Pagnotta's cocaine addiction, right? Which I was struggling. Sugar. I, I doubt, and I'll say I don't care. People know about that kind of thing, but I was struggling with the, the cocaine thing at that time. So for me, it was a, one of those type of songs I identified with very strongly and was able to kick that stuff that year so that year was a big year for me yeah, yeah. you know so i never touched anything like that again so that crazy. shit is crazy when like especially with musicians being able to being willing to like talk about that shit mm-hmm. and then you hear it we talked about a little bit in the jimmy world episode mm-hmm. where it was like i'm not crazy because i take the right pills every day and matt mm-hmm. talked right. about matt that was on that episode talked about identifying with that right yeah, being yeah. on like ADD medicine and yes. stuff, and he's like, "Shit!" Like, I didn't think anybody else had ever felt the way that I felt. True. Yeah. I mean, he he, Tim Pagnard kind of wrote about it in jest, like joking about it on uh, "Bouncing Off the Walls." That whole song's about doing cocaine, tripping but out, it's, but it's in like a fun way. <laughs> and then champagne, like the rest. I mean, yeah. this album is more like, "Hey, man, this is kind of fucking up my life." Yeah, not really. Champagne's the Hangover song. That yeah. was a perfect it, way to exactly. put it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yes. I mean, just Hangover in. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a very sobering tone right you know they're not like bouncing off the walls was just a wild crazy yeah goofy energetic and this song yeah you just feel the gravity of what he's going through and i mean they're not shy about it they bring up cocaine as well Mm -hmm. right exactly there's no metaphor there but what's funny is i'm looking at the i'm sorry i'm looking at the track listing and so after champagne you got what you say 
over head up counting star sign up. So what that feels like to me is champagne. And then what you say is like more of an angsty, like uh, kind of a song. And then over is like basically admitting that a relationship's done and being kind of pissed right. about it. But then head up is like, hey, it's like, I'm moving on, I'm moving I mean, on. Got to stay positive. Steps. You know, he admitted it and then yeah. he was angry. Oh shit! Yeah, keep your head up. Your colors are Fuck. beautiful. Great. This right? Yeah, I didn't never putting that together right now. This is a well, 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 well formulated <laughs> record. It well, another thing it's is a journey. Damn, they thought about it. <laughs> yeah, they, they really thought about how they put this record together. They, they did, but another thing is, you, you know, like as with any record, when you have your first record, you know, you you kind of probably get whoever you can to do it, as far as recording and engineering and, and stuff like that. And yeah. then on the next one, um, there's definitely some big hitters on there. Like I was when I was doing some research for this. Um, earlier, I realized that Tom Lord Alge is the mixer mm-hmm. for all the big songs on that record for sure. And the Lord Alge, I don't know if you guys know about those two guys, but they've done pretty much everything in pop punk. Like oh, Chris yeah. Lord Alge did uh, <clears throat> Green Day's American Idiot, um, uh, The Rejects Move Along. Wow. Uh, just a lot of stuff. Uh, and, and Tom, two, yeah, uh, Yellow shit. Card. Yeah. Uh, so so they, those two guys have done a lot of stuff. And it's funny because I, I felt like. That that record was, it, it did well. I think it did well. The palm enough, trees, yeah, yeah well, enough really for them. Well. I, um, but it was a band that I always thought would be a lot bigger. Yeah, that never really kind of like they kind of plateaued. They kind of plateaued there, and yeah. I, I'm not really sure why, because the songs are definitely there. And a lot of times, man, it really is a, a hit or miss. It's uh, an intangible. It, it, it really is. You don't know. There's bands all the time that I still think should have been the biggest band on earth. And yeah. And they never were. Well, Sugarfoot was the one, like, they, they were had a steady rise. Like, after Start Static, that I think the Van Wilder thing pushed Huge, it, yeah. made it, made it massive. And then Palm Trees Power Lines came out. It was, wasn't was a sophomore slump. It was, it was good. It, it charted and, you know, sold a bunch of records. But then they, they, they were constantly touring. I mean, like I said, that summer, we, we saw them twice. I saw them probably four times on that tour. And then the next year, I saw them for Lights Out. Like for the next album, six top, mm-hmm. but Lights Out was like right, right after that, right after that tour. They went to the studio, recorded Lights Out, put that out, and that's the one that didn't do as well as they were expecting. Wow, yeah. because they went a different, album, they went in a little bit different direction of yeah. like sound. It was yeah. possibly because that single, like I don't want to do it alone, didn't yeah. really sound. It sounded sugar culty. It's good, it's really good. Yeah. But you listen, but that record, that one starts out with just like with that. Lights out, back to it's like just loud and noisy, yeah. and then yeah, the first song like that that record is a great record. It Lights out. <laughs> what's what, what's crazy is is I always wanted I collect vinyl and I I still they have never released that re- the palm trees or lights out really? on vinyl, huh. but they did come out like ten years after Start Static, and they did a limited thing with a couple colors of Start oh. Static. Yeah, and they did like a they did like a show like a Start Static anniversary show with ben davis on drums and stuff i'm like do a palm tree show but it's 15 i know bitches every (laughs) every year i'm waiting for the news that they're gonna they're gonna do a a tour or just a fucking show i've got to see him i've never gotten to see him you saw him once once well tim pagnatic put on some pants damn Uh uh-oh yeah, have you not seen any pictures of tim he's definitely comfortable doing the producer engineer thing very comfortable Um, he looks like he got stung by bees. He does. My God. Yeah, he, he was, was like a sexy. He was like heartthrobby. Like girls, like he's sexy. I, I thought he was sexy. I mean, he's a handsome guy. 
Those eyes. He just did the whole dad thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, no, he got comfortable being behind a desk yeah. and like producing oh, records, and okay. you do that enough, eventually. Probably you're stop doing drugs too. Oh, yeah. I hear, I hear he that a lot. Head. I yes. hear that a lot of a lot of people I know that who that were. It's uh, an amphetamine. So yeah, well. yeah. Once you stop doing any amphetamine type drug, like no matter what you do, like you're gonna pack on weight. Holy shit! I didn't sure. know that. Same thing with painkillers. If you stop doing those, you just like. Damn. Your crazy. body can't adjust. To don't it. do drugs. Your body don't, yeah, do, kids, yeah. don't, don't do drugs. Don't do uh, drugs that aren't like PSA here. That aren't like natural. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a that's great advice, Roman. The Huna. That is great yes. advice. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do. Drugs. Get your card. <laughs> and if you can, don't, <laughs> don't drink. That's that's it. It really is a gateway drug. Yeah. Don't start doing that. Well, that's the uh, that ends the PSA portion of this episode. Uh, hey, <laughs> you know you got to throw it out there sometime. <laughs> I'm still gonna drink. Um, oh, I'm I'm definitely <laughs> going to. I, I'll bring the beers. I told I'll I told him beers. I was like, "Can we? Do you want to go buy a bunker after? I forgot he had something after this, but I was like, let's do a bunker.' I might need episode. to. I might have a drink with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing a, is, I'll once I'll you start, you can't stop. It's like Pringles. All you're saying is, when you stop, <laughs> you put on pounds. If you don't stop, <laughs> you see, yeah, that's our I PSA. Stop probably drinking, <laughs> babe. I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, our PSA probably just bit us in the ass with that. All right, we'll be at bunker if y'all need us. So the uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk about, um, kind of piggyback off of that, we've mm-hmm. talked about other bands that maybe we're into or the some of the ones that were produced, but right. I wanted to touch on, you know, kind of like uh, just to get like a an idea of the kind of stuff that we were into at that same time sure. that this album came out. Mm-hmm. So stuff that stuck out to me, for example, um, I wrote down, um, I've got something corporate, North, um, Futures, Jimmy World, uh, The Everglow by May. Um, Make Believe by Weezer, A Crow Left of the Murder by Incubus, ah, and Love and Death by uh, and Love and Death by the Used. No mania. So oh, like, the Used, yeah. It's not all. Um, it's not all like I guess in the same genre. Is that the sec- the second Used record? It yeah. was after the one with like the Saudi. It was yeah. That, yeah, that was that one. Yeah, um, I just I just saw that. I, just I saw caught fire was on that one. Oh, yeah, I just saw them at uh, Warp Tour. The last Warp Tour, I was at the Sick. last Warp oh, Tour. Oh yeah, a buddy of mine went too. And uh, in San Jose, and saw them. And then I s- crazy story about that is, at the end of the night, No Effects was running late, and they were the last band. And I'm standing on the side of the stage or whatever, and um, I look over at one point, and Burt McCracken standing right here next on my right, and Anthony from Circa Survival oh, right on my shit. left. Mm-hmm. I'd and, be like, what the and fuck? Bert, and Bert passes me. Of course, I can't I can't smoke right now because I have, I have, a, I have a clearance and can't do that stuff. But he passes a joint to me. And I'm like, ah, I can't. He's like, just pass it on, man. <laughs> and so I pass it over. And then and then Anthony like does that whole dip over like, I'll take that. <laughs> Bert's always cracked me up because he looks like the guy that possessed Chucky from the childhood. Yeah. Oh, from yeah. The yeah. Play. He was I know that's a little greasy. A little greasy. You know that. For I know me, the a, used is like the good yeah, my chemical romance. True. Oh, we have a long going thing at work. Put, about I would put the used and sugar cult in the same category of bands that should have been bigger than they were. Oh, totally <laughs> underrated. One hundred percent. The used, uh, the my chemical <laughs> romance connection is because I loved when they did the Queen thing. Oh yeah, I, I actually liked that it a lot. Was so I thought that, I thought that we were just talking about that at work that was the other so day. So cool, man! I loved when they did that. Yeah, and I didn't even know that existed. He, he was the way he played. What? I was like, what the fuck is it's this? so good. Dude, I remember, well, no one knew about it. You had to find, that's when they wanted you to find it 
on LimeWire or something. Like no one yeah. knew where to find it. it. And then someone had it. Someone had like a copy of it. I think it was for a benefit or a charity or something. Yeah, and it was a live version. So someone, thank God whoever recorded it. Some salt of the earth type. Recorded it and then put it out there. And it was awesome. I mean, for 2004 or five, whenever the hell it was, like game changer, man. Like you take Queen Bowie. And who is the Queen Bowie of our generation? I mean, I wouldn't really say that. Oh, my, chem- my chemical uh, romance is probably... Of that genre. Of that yeah. genre. There we go. Debate over here. I have to say that the one of the, my favorite... My favorite album that came out that year was Palm Trees and Power Lines, mm-hmm. but Descendants Cool to Be You came out that year, too. Oh. Which I was a big Descendants fan. True. For a long time. And then Sit there was in. also Newfound Glory's Catalyst, which... Oh, Catalyst. Is, that was a that, good album. That, yeah. great, was a great, that was my favorite album. I think he's a... What, what's the other one? Six and Stones. Uh, Six and I'm a big Sticks and Stones, Stones guy. Yeah. Ca- Catalyst, I I I gave a lot of shit for when it came out because it sounded it sounded too different. Yeah. Uh, and now that I'm an older man, I'm like, that, there's some really had, good um, songs on that record. Had, uh, but that's what happened. Yeah, Catalyst yeah. was their maturing album. It was well, the that's, it's the Catalyst. Boom. Uh, I don't want to know that song was on that album, right? I yeah. know. I don't know. Is I don't want to know on that, or I don't want to know on Coming Home. Disasters on that album. But I remember that video as well because I remember. Because I was familiar with different Newfound Glory, and then when I heard that, I was like, oh, shit, they're doing like a I lo- slow down thing? Like, this is kind of tight. Well, I loved it the, on Catalyst, the the All Down Here, All oh, Down yeah, yeah. From Here song had that little mini breakdown at the end, which was a big thing in 2004. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, do, 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 do. Yeah. Which always got me music stoked. Oh, yeah. That music video was tight, too. Dude, I was They always do funny music videos, too. They do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're pretty great. It's it's not quite as good as when Foo Fighters do videos because oh Dave they Grohl, just have oh, yeah. Dave Grohl nails videos man it's like he lives to make them fucking videos that's man. That, oh yeah that's that Nirvana money I feel like now he's, <laughs> yeah I think he's just doing whatever the hell he wants which I, to I do. still think that I Foo would. Fighters is better than Nirvana sorry it it, it is by now I've never yeah, heard yeah, anybody yeah. say that but damn can confirm well think yes, about how cosine cosine I mean, think about just what they put out you know better better written songs An- another album I just saw another album that. Is probably my favorite of theirs, even though I'm not a huge fan. Was Sum 41's Chuck because it's oh, very. Oh yeah, we were was, just talking about that work. Chuck was my favorite Sum 41 album. Exactly. If, is I, Am I still I, I, wasn't, on that I wasn't a big. Do I, uh, yes. Okay. I wasn't was, a huge Sum 41 fan, but that album, I, I remember thinking, okay, this is really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And the Brown sound, let me tell you. And he was also. They also played that Warp tour. Oh shit! Um, that one I you just, just saw. That one I just saw, and they played Sick. right after the Rejects played. Yeah. And. They were amazing, dude. And, and the brown sound, the brown sound, like he, he, that. He's one of the best guitar players they, of all time. Oh, he shreds. They, um, he shreds, dude. He gets uh, Stevo from Stum Forty One gets fucking wrecked at every show. We went down to South by Southwest when I was in high school to a free show. We were checking out um, mm-hmm. Law Dispute, some other. It was like a random collection of bands sure. that we found. We're going to be in this free tent at South by Southwest. We didn't have tickets. We were just going down to Austin because we wanted to be at South By, and we just walked around to all the free shows. Mm-hmm. But we had walked in, and some 41 was headlining in this tent that was free. Oh, crazy. So we walked in. I was like, oh, this is dope. Well, we had walked out to like get like food or something. Mm-hmm. When, we went to ba- when we went back, it was it's a free show, but they have a capacity. They're at capacity, so oh. we couldn't get back in. Oh, that sucks. I was like, fuck. So we walked around. There's like this back area, and there's this gate, and... We're like walking by, we're like trying to get back to our car because we're like all bummed, you know, like, man. And um, we look over and it's some 41. It's just like right on the other side of this gate. Yeah. And Steve-O was there, the drummer. Uh-huh. 
and we're like walk over and another group comes over got another group of people and he's like hey what are you guys doing and he like comes over and talks to us and we're like oh man like we left like they're at capacity it sucks like we wanted to see you guys but we didn't know we couldn't get back in right he's like well we fucking want you guys in here <laughs> and so he like was like hey find somebody to let these let these people in backstage so they let us in backstage and we watched the whole set backstage Dude, and they're like playing and they would point at us and yeah. shit i got this there's a video i have on facebook i'll show you guys after but it's just absolute dog shit quality of the video but it's like we're backstage at some point awesome. on like an lg view phone like they're, which pixel sum 41 like it's uh, horrible <laughs> but one of the coolest fucking things that's ever happened to me in my entire there's life some, those guys are awesome a similar thing happened to me but it was um with travis barker what? Yeah, at the 2004 Must be a drummer thing. 2005 <laughs> Warp Tour. Mm -hmm. 2005, I think it was in Dallas. Did you go that? You went with that one. Oh yeah. And um, a bunch of people went down there, and we're all separate. But um, I was down there with Jason Greenwood mm -hmm. and and some people. And so I walked. I was walking backstage to where the buses were with them, and Travis was sitting there getting ready to play with Transplants. Oh right. And I had just bought. These vans, because every time I go to Warp Tour, I have to get whatever vans they have, but they don't do it anymore. But back then, they would have like certain vans for the tour or whatever. So I went and got these vans, and they had like some red skull on them or something like that. Well, the bands typically get, um, like they get to a pair of each of those vans or whatever. Well, um, Jason and them had walked, and they were in front of me, and they walked ahead, and I kind of like looked over and I saw him, and he was sitting there drumming on his drum pad like and, he look, and he looks up and he's like hey what's up man and i was like <laughs> fuck and, and i was like it is it just in the moment i was just like hey hey what's going on this <laughs> like you know and um he pointed at the shoes he's like hey i saw those are those the the van you know the whatever shoes like yeah i just got them outside and then uh he's like cool yeah i need to get me some of those so anyways i was like cool and i just didn't know what to say so i like walked off well but, fuck what do you yeah, do I, like, I, at uh, that point i was like cool thanks and that that's, was my travis barker that's so dope story. and it's like funny because you know them but <laughs> yeah. they don't know <laughs> They don't yeah, know that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's funny when you meet somebody like, like hey, Travis Barker. What's funny when they always <laughs> introduce themselves, you know, obviously because they're just normal people, right? right? Mm -hmm. So whenever you're hanging out, that's the funny thing is when you meet somebody like that. That's always just they're just a person, right? So right, um, it's like they're like, oh hi, I'm so and so, and you're like, and you, you don't want to be the guy that's like, yeah, I know. You know, you're just yeah. like, oh, cool. You just, oh, hi, what do you uh, do? I'm Roman. Yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah, never seen you before. What in my line life, of work guy. are you in? Yeah. Are you like, getting attacked like, too? Tra Travis, you said? Travis, okay. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Travis, refreshing. Tra or, do, yeah. you, do you play in one of these bands? No. So, <laughs> um, are you a roadie or something? Uh, or a and, manager, uh, tour manager? And then uh. there, was a, there, was a, there was another Chuck one um, because I went to, I was an unwritten law fan. Oh, my. God. Do you remember that man, right? Absolutely. And so I went to the unwritten law. Some forty one show and it was at that Coca Cola Center. I don't know what it's called now. Bricktown Brick Events. Town funny, yeah. funny thing about that is whatever I was wearing that night. I, apparently, I looked like, or am similar to the guitar player from Unwritten Law. And so when uh, Unwritten Law and stuff, they came out and like we're doing like at the merch booth or whatever. I like walked over there with this girl that I was hanging out with, and she had a friend, and we started talking about some people had come up and said. Hey, nice show, man. And I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? And then I realized, <laughs> I was like, oh, they think I'm in this unwritten law. So we went over there and somebody mentioned that to him, to the singer. I forgot his name now. What? 
Uh, I follow him on Instagram. I can't I'm, I'm, I'm going blank. Anyways, Russo, uh, Scott Russo, Scott Russo, yeah. And he was like, "You do kind of look like him," kind of thing. And I was like, "Oh, cool." Anyways, so somebody from that band, went, I think it was the drummer, wanted to hang out with the girl that was with the girl I was hanging out with, and so we went back to Unwritten Laws bus when we was hanging out. But Brown Sound was on that bus, and I ended up sitting there talking to him because they wanted to talk to the girls. I was like, "Well, what, what am I going to do?" Right? Because I, I was it was totally awkward. Yeah, but. He sat there and talked to me for like an hour and one of the nicest guys of all time. Holy shit. And it's funny because he ended up, uh, when I was tour manager of Minutes Too Far, mm-hmm. um, they were trying to do a the record label that had signed up as a startup label. Um, we're trying to do like a, a big to-do or whatever, like a festival type show or something. And he had a metal band. I don't even remember what the metal band was called. But what are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I hit him up on, it was MySpace at the time. And he remembered me, and we sat there and talked for a while um, oh my God. about like doing this thing, and he wanted to do it. And so, but the thing never happened because that label was shit, and <laughs> they never get anything going. And right. so, um, but what's funny is they stay dead. Dave Klein and them's band mm-hmm. and Danny's band um, uh, played with his metal band at some point. They were telling Danny, yeah, I remember that. Remember yeah, that. That's, that's, crazy. Show. that's good. That is that's crazy. That's dope, though. Yeah, there's some there's some yeah. good cool stories, stories out there. Man. Yeah, there's yeah. some good stories out there. I got some good ones. <laughs> was there what, 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 what else were you listening to at the time, man? And I, I tried to make a list that was a little more um, on on point. But oh yeah, I uh, felt back. Bring up I unwritten like, law, yeah. man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I forgot all those about memories. It. See, I, I was I was definitely still bumping Elba memory in, in as it were, bringing it full circle. Memory, mm-hmm. nicely done. There we go. Yeah, they um, were one of those bands. Man, like for sure. Yeah, one for me um, that I had gotten into kind of midway through there transition was afi oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah sing the song oh, man you just you just got, you took my heart man i love them that that chick from afi is fine as hell, man. <laughs> yeah, <she> they are <laughs> they are <laughs> those <laughs> girls in <laughs> afi man they are well i think two thousand four. 2004 it might have been oh three though that sing the sing, sing the song was oh two i believe so, i think it was oh two yeah which i do have that on vinyl on red oh amazing. shit sing the sorrow Sealed. was a moment in time for it's that such band. a great album uh, oh December Underground. Underground was great too. December. That was I think that was 03. December, bringing it back. Yeah. December Underground. December Underground. That's all about Man. December, baby. Yeah, Shit. Oh fuck. We bring we brought it back full circle. <sighs> so you're bumping some AFI. AFI. Um, I had something corporate. Um, a couple of the others that I don't want to repeat are um, American Hi-Fi. I forgot. Yeah, about so the. Was, was he the drummer in Veruca Salt? Yeah, drummer for Veruca Salt. Yeah. Um, Got behind his own thing and tried it. He Dave grilled it. He did. I, I mean, he Dave obviously grilled it. I don't even know that other dude. Band. I'll say this: flavor of the week was it holds it, up. It charted for a while. Yeah. That freaking intro, it's still a good, man. still a good song, man. I will um, not skip it if it comes on the playlist. Let's it's so that. good; it's a staple of every like '90s nostalgia yep. DJ who True. throws it on a track list. Yeah. True. Um, I have to do this one, saliva. Oh shit! Click, click, boom! Right when I saw Sugar Cult in 2004, this was the weirdest oh, lineup. Yeah. And a lot of them are actually on this list. It had. Oh, was that a no? You're talking about at Edge Fest. Yeah, Edge Fest. Of course. Yeah, I was there for that. Okay. Saliva. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Eat World. Mm-hmm. Bowling for Soup. Um, Bowling for Soup. Bowling All for American Rejects. Phoenix yeah. TX. Phoenix. Phoenix TX. That was oh, all my fault. About Phoenix yes. TX. Yeah. He was a little unfamiliar. Yeah, I was. That was a great show. He educated me though. Um, and it was out in the middle of nowhere. When, what year That's was that? What you were saying? Prior? Is that where you said it was? It was over at. Oh three, I think it Will Rogers one. down. I was yeah, not yeah, yeah. I was not at that one. Maybe it was oh three. Yeah, because and I thought it was oh four. 
It was because they were they were um, uh-huh. touring. You you mentioned you, you mentioned All American Rejects, and they did a well. Two of the guys did a metal band um, called These Enzymes. What? Yeah. And and this all wraps to Sheer Cult. I actually hit Mikey up the other day to, to confirm this because I remember hearing about it. But uh, they did a little tour between the first and second record with this new little metal band that they did. And I don't know if it was the first show, but it was one of the first shows of that tour. They played an Easter show with um, Sugar Cult. Weird. Yeah. Which was... Is a metal. Yeah, and, and they were definitely huh. very metal. If you get a chance, like, find, find these enzymes. It's I might have the CD somewhere still. If not, I can probably get a hold of it. Pretty but. dope <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, so... And then um, System of a Down. Oh, yeah. Toxicity? Yeah. I still have respect for that band. Yeah, dude. Music? So... Dude. System of Down and Deftones are one of those two that came out of that whole. I mean, uh, new metal. My own new summer was that, the first yeah. song I learned to play yeah. on guitar. Oh, what was my own summer? Oh, that was actually you know I, I would say that. No, I think it was that one and the Weezer song uh, "Say It Ain't So." That was the first. Oh, not the yeah. first songs I learned on guitar, <laughs> but the first songs I played with somebody else. In a bit, yeah, it, yeah, like in jamming, a band, jamming. Yes. What's funny is Deftones actually did a live version of "Say It Ain't So." Yeah, really? yes. I did not know that. Yeah, Beautiful. and I'm a big. Band, I Their covers that. are wild. Have Weezer covered? Oh, the, the cars, the cars cover. No, they need to. Though. They need to. The the who's gonna drive you home? Uh, drive, is, is that the name of the car song? Why what? am I going blank on the car song? Uh, Deftones, be yeah. quiet and drive. Be, no, the, no, no, no. It's a car. Oh, song. the car, car song, song that they covered. It, oh, I don't remember. Is it's it just drive? Mi- but it's who's gonna drive you home? Yeah, who's gonna drive yeah. you home? Yeah, don't know. It's a great one. Good. I love that band. Sorry. Oh yeah. man, cray cray. I mean, every album. I just yeah. I celebrate the band's entire catalog. Yeah, me man in 04, I was still bumping some shit from like 01, 02. Like I was still listening to like Phoenix TX Lachuza. Mm-hmm. Uh that Blink-182 self-titled record was still like Do you remember the band Finch? Finch. Oh my god. What was, was that, that song Attic? Uh something Fire in the Attic or something. Uh, what it is to burn? What it is to Letters burn. To you? Is that what Another okay. Letters Letters to you, you, that's what it was. What it is to burn was uh, the one that the, the um Falling Day band would always cover. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of bands that would come through that I like. Remember that band Maxine? You ever hear the band Maxine? Maxine, I do remember. Yeah. They were uh, very much a wannabe police, like they wanna oh, be police. Yeah. But I fell in love with them. Did we ever talk about Living End? No, Living End, man. That's a big sure cult. Which is a big sure cult influence? <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, when Roll On came out, that record was whew, so dope. Crazy. Yeah, I, I'm. To the, I still, I still listen to all this stuff. I don't. I never stopped listening to it. Same. It's, yeah. it's just. It's yeah. fun. It. It just Carry me like home was on uh, in Guitar Hero. Really? Was that? Yeah. Carry me home. Living in. Nice. Oh, oh yeah, that's nice. right. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um. No. Yeah. You're Riddling right, man. Kids? It's kind of like falling. Riddling kids. Oh my gosh, dude. What? Riddling. Oh, kids. Riddling kids. Um, yeah, um, for sure. Um, um, homegrown. Home, yep. dude. King of pop. King of pop. Well, the kings of pop. The rejects played that one. Yeah, it's Bricktown, uh, not Bricktown, but Diamond Ballroom. It was Riddling Kids, Homegrown, and the Rejects, and they they swapped headline. They let the Rejects headline because it was Oklahoma. Not to not to to overtake this show, but do you remember when we went to go see Homegrown at uh, OCU? Yes, it was Homegrown and Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. There was maybe ten. We met Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Are you familiar with the movie Out Cold? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Of course. I'm trying to get him to watch it. Oh, you should it's, watch it. Uh, but it was all like... It's amazing. Out Cold and Son-in-Law are on my list. So yeah, OCU did this thing. It's like, you know when, when the student union or whatever gets together yeah, and they'll pay yeah. a band to come out? Yeah, yeah. Well, they had what the fuck? Homegrown. And it was right. like 10 bucks or something. Yeah. So we went 
and Zach Galifianakis was the headliner. That's the only two people that performed. Yep. Holy shit. So Homegrown came out. They played. And out, out Cold had just, it hadn't been out very long. Right. But I remember um, Zach Galifianakis doing his stand-up, and it's always, you know, it's real dry, you know, mm-hmm. how he does his thing, and he's playing his piano a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember someone saying something from that movie, and he was in mid, and he pauses mid, <laughs> uh, like, tune or whatever he was doing, and he goes, oh, my God, am I ever going to outlive that movie? <laughs> and it's like and funny because like I mean nobody even knows that movie because that movie was like very much a cult classic. Yeah, he yeah. was holy the shit. standout. He of is. That a, whole oh yeah. Movie. yeah. And I, I love I love the outtakes in it when he comes up and he's like uh, he's talking about the underwear thing he has on. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, these things really uh, really tighten the uh, my Hardy Boys here. It's no <laughs> it's no mystery. <laughs> <laughs> really, really cramping my Hardy Boys. That, I mean one. that had that movie had going back to Weezer. It had mm-hmm. Island in the Sun. Oh yeah. Uh, it had Hear You Me by Jimmy World. Yes, it, uh, and it used it in a way. Mm, yes. Oh, my God. It also great. had and started out with Eve Six. Yes. Eve Six. That's another band I forgot wow. about. Oh that's God. a name I, I haven't heard they, in a long time. They were on my list. Time. I didn't know if oh, I love that Eve would be six. appropriate. But if you ever want to do an Eve Six episode, I'm down. Eve man. Six. I might just have to let. I, it, I might. I'll hit record and let y'all go. I'm pretty sure right. that's out of my depth. I'm pretty sure uh, the, you're too young. You're a baby. I will swallow <laughs> my pride. I'm pretty sure the song um, "This Is the Night" is that the name? Here's to the night. Here's to the night was our senior song, but I can't. I could be wrong. Had to have been. I could be wrong. Your senior song. That's awesome. No, that's so tight. I think it was the year that I graduated. The year I graduated, Green Day's Warning came out, so you know Great what album. song was our song. Shit. I don't remember Were you what. Were 2000 or 99? 2000. Wait, you graduated in 2000? Yeah. I'm I trying was, to, I don't even think I remember. I was our 02. Song. 02, 01. Yeah. So. I should have been was, 01, but I got We played several. <laughs> it was like a live music thing. Where there was oh. Some people played live music. That's or Someone played a John Mayer song, I remember. Oh, no. Oh, God. I graduated in 09. Oh, though, oh so no. It's different. Warning was an interesting album for them, though. Oh yeah! Not to derail, but I hated it. I again, a lot of these albums <laughs> that like I hated it when it came out because it was not fucking Green Day. And you go back to it again, like, and now you look at it. The minority, like, minority was. <laughs> you'll t- you'll yeah. take warning over this new thing any day because oh, dude. the last couple of Green Day records, uh, honestly, that latest single they put out is hot garbage. Honestly, the twenty first <laughs> century breakdown I hated. I hate. I actually liked the three album thing that they did. Owned Uno Uno but, th- yeah. th- but then he went. Then they never toured that, and people yeah. forgot about it. And then the records after that were total crap as well. Yeah, bad. Uh, they might have had one song here and there, but but American they, Idiot came out that summer, and I American I Idiot wasn't is, into it either. But I, the, they, they lost me at American Idiot too. Well, they led off with American Idiot as a single. I'm like, yes, Green Day doing Green Day, hell yeah! Uh, and then it's like, oh, actually, man, the rest of this is like a rock opera. And there's I, no more bangers on it I'm, whatsoever. I'm not, I, I disagree because the the holiday song. Oh, holiday, holiday was pretty good. And, and then the, the other one, the Boulevard. Boulevard. I, I, oh, those I were like, all. I, I those like were all American okay, idiots. Let's let's call yeah. oh, Boulevard yeah. what it is. P good. It is a Wonderwall ripoff. Yeah, that's okay. the same that's, chord that's progression. Fair. That's fair. But how many port chord progressions are there that? Like, oh, do you don't like remember? Four. Okay, that okay that that year they made a. I lived in Texas at the time. I moved out of the house. And I moved down to Texas. Uh, and there's a radio station down there where this dude just make mashups. And he mashed up. It was mm-hmm. Wonderwall, American Idiot, and then another song Travis, that says something. Um, oh, riding not to reach on you. a Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Holy and they shit. mashed That's them all the up. Same mashup I was it's talking about. It's the same yeah. chord progression. Wow. Edge Tulsa played that, that exact yeah. mashup because Fuck. they had a lot of ties to Texas. Right. He just yeah. talked about that the yeah. other day. That's weird. Weird. That's crazy. World goes around, man. So yep. speaking of bands. We did the same thing at the Jimmy World episode because I thought it would be funny to mm-hmm. see what we thought about these connections. 
I don't endorse Last FM whatsoever, but they have this funny thing where it's like, if you you find your favorite band and then or you find a band and then it's like, hey, these ten bands are the most similar to that. Yeah. And so I have the top ten oh, that are most ex- similar. I'm anxious to hear this from okay. this website. All right. So number ten, mm-hmm. and a lot of them have band are bands that we brought up, which okay. is funny. So number ten, something corporate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Was Jack's mannequin part of? Was, didn't Jack's yeah, mannequin was the same his, guy. His yeah, second yeah, yeah, band, yeah. but I'm like, where's the piano and sugar cult? You know what I mean? They're a little bit None. too. Uh, piano they're fucking driven. not piano and sugar uh, here, cult. Because I will tell you exactly, exactly. They go balls to the wall. I'll tell you exactly. They bounce off the walls. Where the connection is? <laughs> Touche. Do you remember the store Hollister? It's still a store Hollister, in the mall. Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> still do you remember? Store the mall. Do you remember going into Hollister, and that uh, there was a uh, you can pick music. And oh, play music. Oh shit! Well, guess what played? They're both from Orange County. I think. Sugar Colt, Pretty Girl was on there. Yep. Something Corporates. Uh, um, Woke Up in a Car was on there. So like, there's all it's these good ass songs. It was, it's they get put in with bro culture. They so, are both from so California. Corporate. There is one song on Leaving Through the Bedroom Window mm-hmm. that slightly resembles Sugar Colt, and it's If You See Jordan. Oh, If You See Jordan. Oh, only yeah. because that is true. It was such a middle finger to bullies. Yeah, well, it was and actually it was a middle finger to Jordan Pundic. That's well, what the song's yeah, about. I mean, but <laughs> from Newfound Glory. Yeah, it's kind of a fuck you to Jordan. Oh shit! I didn't Glory. know he was the Jordan in question. Yeah. Yep, Jordan in question. Well, fuck him. Um, <laughs> number nine, Amber Pacific. I don't that's even, a name I, don't I haven't know. heard in a long. time. I don't even time. know who that is. I've I've heard no, the name. I've never heard the band. I don't know who that. But is. I have a feeling I know exactly what they sound like mm. just by the name. You know. I don't think they're. I feel like they're going to be similar to Sugar Cult. Yellow card, but I'm feeling to pick up girls. they're yellow cardish. I'm feeling swoopy hair, but with like bleached like streaks in it, You're and familiar. still still the sideways belt. You're familiar, yeah. I never did the sideways belt. I don't think. Did you? Oh, I, I rocked the sideways belt for, and I always not. said it was for. Uh, if I did, I didn't like it. I always said it was for reasons, so I wouldn't <laughs> for chastity reasons. That's not true. Oh, sure. these oh, skinny really? jeans pull right off. I was too skinny, <laughs> so my belt, uh, the, the loose part, would just hang off and. <laughs> Like stick out like a you know yeah yeah was having problems down there. Or if you have a buckle like it jabs into your side, mm-hmm. never a good look. Fuck, interesting. That's Amber Pacific for you. Number eight, mm-hmm. Bowling for Soup. No, uh, they they played a lot of shows together. No. Bowling for Soup was funny. I would put Bowling for Soup next to Tenacious D before I put them next to. Dude, the um, singer's huge now. I was gonna say, have you seen Jared Bowling <laughs> for Soup? Jer- Jer- I mean, I love him. I, love I wasn't him gonna death. say anything. I maybe, love him to death. But maybe he, maybe you should bowl for a salad. Oh my he introduced God. himself <laughs> what here not he's, too long he, ago. He, he's a as nice the dude. guy that ate Guy Fieri. Yeah, he was like, well, some of us look like we were the guy that ate Guy Fieri. I, yeah, was I like, don't know what happened uh, to him. That's funny. I think a divorce or something. I. Gonna <laughs> 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 get real dark there for the shit. Let's get off that subject. Next band. I don't know this band. Maybe you guys do, okay. but it's called Mest. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. remember okay. Mess. I know Roman like Rumors. I remember We're mess. like flip flop from Amber <laughs> Pacific. I'm, I'm just gonna say this. What's the dealio? What's the dealio? That's their yeah. song. You remember that song? I, I had a weird. Um, <laughs> I, so he had the Tim Pagnato thing where he wanted to look like. I wanted to look like uh, Tony Devado. Is that his name? Lovato? I, I was gonna say this. If Famous Stars and Straps became a person, it would okay. be the singer for Mess. I'm familiar. Yeah. He's, he's very, um, yeah. Jaded. <laughs> Jaded was the song by Mess that, that I, hit me. I first. wanted to be Tony. Lovato. I have to check that out. I meant to look at it early because I was just like, I've literally never heard of this band. They're um, like Simple Plan if they weren't 12 years old. 
true. Mest was, uh, they did a lot of stuff with MXPX. They did. They're good friends with yeah. those guys. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Bowling for Soup earlier, SR71. Oh, I forgot about them. Oh, yeah. Bowling for Soup did a cover okay. in 1985. Here's why we all get that connection. The singer for SR71 is actually a music producer and songwriter, so he's written a bunch of songs for people. So kind of in the same Tim Pagnata route of being oh. a killer songwriter, I can see that. And that first SR71 record could be played in a mix with Start Static, in a way. Same yeah. kind of a vibe. Huh. That's Second. the first one on the list. I'm I would surprised. Makes kind of sense, yeah. yeah. Their follow-up album with Tomorrow was a maturing of their sound. SR71? Actually, yes. I never heard it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, all I've ever heard was like, right now. They've got, check out tomorrow. I'll, I'll give it a spin. You've heard right now, check out tomorrow. <laughs> Ooh, time coming back around. <laughs> yeah. New Found Glory is next on the list. Okay. Uh, they played a lot of shows together. Yeah. Out of all that. of these, I'm like, that's pretty close. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Falls in the same genre. Hold yellow on. Card. Yeah, okay. I mean. That, uh, oh, he's all, in the. Well, which is funny because that's New Found Glory and then Yellow yeah. Card. I'm like, uh. Maybe. Yeah. I think I saw these. The they don't have a violin player as far as I can remember. Sure. No. Although, no. But. Keep Apparently that guy like, uh, there's like some 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 beef with Ryan Key and Yellow Card. I don't know. He well, was on he was on Shane Told's lead singer syndrome, and I listened to that episode. I'm not sure how I feel about the Ryan Key guy from Yellow oh, because because of his recent thing about yeah. someone stole a song or whatever. The, 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 uh, Wait, what? Yeah, I haven't he, heard this. He's saying that uh, was it Post Malone? Yeah, Post Malone's or Post some. I can't Circle song is ripped off from one of their songs. And I, list, I list, went and listened from to From a it. yellow card song? Yeah, it's whatever their big. I didn't. It wasn't he, a big yellow card. He kind of sounded like a douchebag. Like on this episode, the whole time I'm like, you're like complaining about this fucking band that let you do what you that's a love com- for a living. That's though. a common theme amongst uh, bands that seem to um, make it and then they somehow fear the band. And, and it was they weird. start talking trash. It's, it's like they have a relationship with the band, yeah, which yeah. they do. So the band is like an entity, and they kind of like point the finger at it if it doesn't go right or, or something. I, I see it. He, if it, is, if it, is, if it doesn't blow it. up, if it, yeah. Or, or if it, or if it doesn't, if it doesn't maintain, then it's all. Then it's something. I'm trying to yeah. remember what he's so saying. So you are like, the band. He was saying, um, you hear all the time about these bands and they break up and then just to get back together to five for like the next. In five years for the reunion tour. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, I 100% guarantee that's not going to happen with Yellow Card. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who hurt you, bro? Well, well the, the relationships and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Broke the violin yeah, over his head, yeah. probably. A lot of times it's Alcabons. But I'll say this with Yellow Card, though. I don't think anyone can name any other member of that band. So he can literally just hire a whole new group of people. True. Well, that drummer, though. <laughs> the drummer. That drummer is insane. Yeah, he's really good. He I so only good. remember the drummer. I don't Ryan even know Pete. his name. And I know they have a violin player, but I don't know his name. I yeah. will say Lights and Sounds was yeah that song. Like it did fairly resemble. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, like their but first stuff with the violin was not at all. But Ocean Avenue was a uh, yeah I yeah. Did, I didn't remember. Midtown. Midtown. We I talked about Midtown. Midtown. Now Midtown, I, I can I could definitely if that's not yeah. if that's not number one, it's not. Oh, it's close. It be. I there are see, two yeah. more ahead of Midtown. Holy hell! Hold I could I could definitely see Midtown. Midtown's being. close. Is lit on this list. Okay. Well, all right. Lit. Number two, the starting line. Mm. We're getting closer song structure, songwriting wise. Starting Line's one of those bands that should have got a lot more love. Also, they're kind of lumped in with the 
didn't get as big as they should have. Yeah, yeah I they think so. Definitely should have. I think that, that I could agree with that. Ken, that Kenny kid is very talented. Saw him at Warp Tour. That same yeah, Warp Tour. Yeah, they did, yeah, they did and, a reunion thing. And, and, guess, guess they never really broke up. They just on like a hiatus. Yeah, they just it haven't was, been doing shit. It was funny because they sound amazing, and he's actually a really talented dude. Yeah. And so I told you that NoFX was running late for that, and they were the last band. And so to buy time. They put together like these little mini supergroup bands, so like different members from different bands would get together and play uh, a No Effects song to buy time for them to get there. Damn. Right? And so that's great. with no rehearsal, that's with so no nuts. rehearsal. Yeah, they just kind of said, "Okay, what, what can you play? What can you play?" And then it's all, all got together. They, like Frankenstein it together. Yeah, and yeah. they Frankenstein it together. And I remember Kenny ended up being the guy that like. So there's five different sets, and the stage rotated. So on one side there's a wall. And it was a circle, so split that in half. On one side, they're setting up, and on the other side, they're playing. Mm-hmm. So instead of having the two stages, they had the one that rotated. Oh, that's And so smart. they started it, and they had they were doing five or I think five different groups of people playing a NoFX song. And he ended up doing like three of them. And he Shit. was so nervous. And he even said, he's like, I'm so fucking nervous fuck to everybody. He's like, I really don't want to fuck this up. And of course, everybody's cheering. They didn't care, you know. But yeah, yeah. there's that, you know, there's some punk rock guys in the crowd, like "fuck you, yeah, you emo <laughs> fucker, you're not, you're not fat Mike, you know, you sang it wrong." Yeah, exactly. Brought out the best in them. Number one, we've talked about. I don't know if anyone could maybe guess what it was. We don't have to do the whole guessing game. Uh, Alkaline Trio. I don't know. Taking Back Sunday. No, we, we, didn't talk about, we didn't talk we about didn't, them. We, oh. That was a band that came. It from. is American Hi-Fi number one. Really? Oh, wow. Most similar artists. Wow. I am shocked at that, but okay. Hmm. And so I've always been. I've been trying to figure out like how I the can, fuck are they aggregating these lists? Because like sometimes it's like it's, spot on, and it's sometimes probably like, that people that listen to it listen right. to the same bands, yeah, and so true. then they I mean, they have some sort of algorithm, for, algorithm that like yeah. combines it. Says surprised oh. me. I was like, yeah. I guess it, it makes it makes sense. Although, like when we at the very beginning of this, we we're talking about how the sound of Sugar Cult is it's kind of unique. Like it's definitely like pop punk influenced, like rock music. But I've never heard a band that sounds like them before, and I don't think I ever will hear unless it's a band that blatantly rips off Sugar Cult. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, right. And which is odd for such simplistic songwriting. Not to knock it. But it's the tone of the guitar, yeah. which is bad cat amps, uh, Bogner amps. Like they always had like high end amps. The way he structured a song, the harmonies, the melody. Well, they had the form. They had a thing. The perfect formula going. They had a thing. Well, that's 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 how bands are. Like, so I was watching an interview with um, James Hetfield from Metallica, and you know all these guys are talented guys right right they could probably do stuff on their own but it's not the same because everybody plays an important part in in making the band what it is right and so it's classic it's a classic mistake that a lot of bands make is one person actually thinks that they are the band the main part of it that they can still do it without the others and what you don't realize is those other people um contribute in a way that makes the band what it is totally and so um, and he was saying, he's like, Metallica happens when all four of us are together. Can I write? I'm, I'm okay by myself. I, I'm, I'm a good musician. Mm-hmm. But Metallica doesn't happen unless it's all four of us. And that's how it is with any band. Like, you take one piece of it out, and it's not. it might sound close, but it's not quite the same. Yeah, I like, feel like, like Blink. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's still it's still. Fine, and I don't, it's fine, and I don't. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily. <laughs> I don't necessarily. Very think convincing. The narrator it's fine. says it's not fine. I, I don't think that. 
I mean, I could be wrong. It could be very much that, but I don't think that uh, that any of those guys thought that they could just continue. I, th- I think that they were very aware, Blink-182, that it was not going to be the same band. Right. You know, right. I, th- I think that they've talked about that. It's, it's like it's it is what it is, and when, if, if Tom ever comes back, and then whatever. But I don't think that they ever really thought, oh, we can do it without Tom, and it'd be the same thing. No, I think they very were very conscious. This is Blink-182 Part Two. Well, when they when right. they first started, like how why it even happened was they had a, sh- a kind of a mini tour booked for Travis's like music festival. Mm-hmm. Like they were the headliners; they had to play it. Right, tickets were sold, and then Tom backed out. Like, well, shit, we still have to play this show. What do we do? So they asked Matt Skiba to fill in. That's why for the first few months. Anytime you saw a poster for a show, it was Blink-182 with Matt mm-hmm. Skiba. I remember that. Okay. And then when they started recording that record, that's when they made him a full-fledged member of the band. Like, all yeah. right, you're in the band. If I was Matt Skiba, I would be thanking my lucky stars. Yeah. Like, you're making millions. Oh, yeah. He's getting paid. And you could see it in his face, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> he's Well, he's he's being well-fed. Uh, Jesus. But he also knows that the ball could drop at any time. Tom could at any point be like, Hey, scoot on over. Just get your nut, man. Invest that money. Just get your nut. Yeah. And get out of there. Get out of there. Yeah. Put out two good records with them. Well, one decent. One. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> They're fine. You have heard the new one. It's fine. Okay. Well, we'll call it one. It's one okay. One. There's one song it's on the new fine. one that I thought was really good. But it's on the new one? It's fine. On the new one, there was one. Simple Creature stuff is really good. That's a hot I'll say take. that. You weren't familiar? Uh, oh, hot take. Are you not one, one song on the album was good. That's a take. <laughs> is it Matt Skiba's song? Probably. It, I think it is. I think it was the Runaway one. That's the only one I liked. Yeah. So you really like Alkaline Trio. I love Alkaline Huge Trio. Huge Alkaline I'm, Trio. I'm a big, right. big Trio fan. I got. I celebrated their whole catalog. I think I got yeah. all the records on vinyl. And I think the last record, I bought every color on vinyl that came out, which is that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, those are your guys. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's who, you, who are your guys? They, they had a thing, just like Sugar Cult. <laughs> yes. They had a thing. Yes. They had that like morbid, the emo. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. De- they definitely have the horror thing kind of yeah. a little bit, which is very cool. Um, I know he's a huge Misfits fan, so yeah. Um, well, even a lot of their EPs and stuff are like they do copies of what a Misfits EP was, like the Halloween one. Right, right, right. Um, and then the, the, that the uh, the Halloween live show. Yeah. In fact, funny story. Oh, we're gonna wrap, we're gonna bring this full circle. So. This guy is Jamie Tallarico. Mm-hmm. He went out and he's he's a clothing designer, and he went out and he ended up doing Atticus, which was Blink One Eight Two. Oh yeah, or, uh, what's his name? Tom Mark, well, Mark well, Hoppus. Yeah, Mark, Mark Hoppus. Hoppus's thing. Tom was Macbeth. Yeah, Macbeth, the shoes. Yeah, and so he was working for him. And it's funny because 2006 was when Blink One Eight Two broke up. And I remember this because I was planning on moving to San Diego to live with him in some house. So I was like, yeah, this is gonna be cool. I can go out to San Diego and live. It's gonna be awesome. And um, in those conversations with Jamie, he mentioned that he's like, "Hey, they're they're about to break up, but don't tell anybody." And I was so bummed. What and the then fuck? I couldn't tell anybody, and I knew that they were going to break up. And then, mm. like maybe like a week later, it came on MTV that they were breaking up or whatever, That's going on crazy. hiatus. They have the inside info on that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah have, to, was, have to hide it. I would have leaked it to Twitter. I, I should have. I don't think it was around then. So. <laughs> that was the last good song that. Which one? Blink wrote. Which one? San Diego. That was a good one. Was that on on Cal- that. Was on the California record? It was on California, California record, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the California Trio, the 2004, Crimson, like Crimson. that's a record that changed the game for 
me i that, think that first song time to waste uh, and, and and because of that that um that record i i dressed up that halloween as the priest i've tried to be dan dan because yeah. dan was had the shaved head and stuff mm -hmm. and so i dressed up as that and we went to that party and yeah the writing on that was so beautiful burn I oh, know it's, it's great. Very, oh, burn's great like industrial so cool compared to what they so many times so <laughs> Roman had this Marshall amp that had like built-in effects in it. You had like it yeah, had like the, the MG100 or whatever it was. Yeah, it had like a built-in delay, and I would just play that opening of Burn, the da 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 Yes. Yeah, so Dark Line Tree wasn't on that list of bands that I are know, similar. Yeah. That's similar. Kind of what I was thinking. Should have like, been huh. somewhat similar. Yeah, it might I be number so. 11 or something. Yeah. yeah. 12. <laughs> bands you'll never believe. <laughs> like, <laughs> all I know is that they, they brought Mila Jovovich to a music video. So Oh, yeah, for the Wanna Be a Warhol. Forever. Nice. That's awesome. So dope. Well, okay. fellas, I appreciate your time uh, chatting with me about this album. Hey. All the other bullshit we talked about. Uh. No problem. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Thanks no for, problem. Thanks for having me on. I, yeah, I hope man. I nailed my audition for Boys Podcast. You did. You're on. We'll You're send in. it to Robbie. We'll see what You're he in. says. But here's the thing about Robbie is is I was uh, as a eighth grader, um, and Josh was a couple years older than me, and I always like was a huge Rob Harris fan. Like I, everybody was like Rob, you know, he's the you know the guy, right? And I was yeah. like, it's like, dude, I gotta be like Rob Harris. And here we are today, like so much so you dated. I still no. So, okay, what's funny? <laughs> wow. No, hold on, hold on. What's funny about that is I went to school and I didn't know that that was his sister. Oh, until like a week after we were like boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, ninth grade, and I, and then and then of course I was like, oh my god, it's Rob. Was sister. he cool about it? Well, I didn't. I barely knew Rob at the time. Like I'd yeah. only I'd only met him a few times. Chris Marvin, yeah, and some other people. I, I'd only met him through a, some our mutual friends and stuff, like once or twice. And I was I was a lot younger than them. Like I was a couple years younger, three three years younger, I think. And um, and I was always like, I wanted to kind of I wore dickies and I wore the jelly bracelets like Rob because I wanted to be like Rob. No mm -hmm. ways. It's, it's so yeah, dye the hair blue. <laughs> and he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's gonna love the fact. Oh, that he I was. Said he that. was. He was ahead. I told him this the other day. He brought up something. Like have you have you heard this yet? I'm like, no, Robbie, you're always ahead of the curve. He's, You've been ahead of the curve since we were like 13. Yes. The ahead of the curve kids, <laughs> what they call them. Always. Right? What's funny is when you guys did, <laughs> went, went, on the boys podcast, they did a, an interview with um, like Mike Carrera or mm -hmm. oh yeah, for Mike Tom. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. and, and and what's funny is is he brought up the fact that he had a pager that was um, the the code was MXPX, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. The three nine zero, and then the numbers were MXPX. Like if you dialed it out, and I I, I remember knowing that. Because yeah. I think Amanda told me, and I, dude, I was like, dude, he's the coolest man. He was the first time. one on the pager game. <laughs> dude, he was the first oh. one. Man, he knew everything. I was a, I was a big Rob Harris fan growing up. So. Still, first, am. first one with dial-up internet was Rob Harris. Let oh, that be known. Shit. <laughs> yeah, loading that slow-ass internet. Point. Yeah, dude, he, he was always ahead of the game. <laughs> always ahead of the game. You know who's ahead of the game? My man over here. Yes, he is. With this podcast, this we is a great podcast. Yeah, we out cheer. This is awesome. Like, I want to come on and do a. Cartoons thing. Come on back. Or or toys. I'll or whatever, always whatever have you, you. If I do a toys episode, it's gotta oh, be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be. I gotta have him in. I gotta have you. I gotta in. have you guys over to see <laughs> my uh, my nerdery. Fucking a. So I uh, want you to tell me where they can follow you guys, like on social media, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm not that cool, but if you want to follow me, <laughs> it's uh, at Roman W four o five, and I sometimes post things. And I, I need to do a, a a toy one. Like our buddy. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that would yeah, be tight. Yeah. I actually talked to him the other day. Oh. I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, you can find me. Uh, I mean, if you want to go my personal, it's Cortado Kid on Instagram. Or go to Boys Podcast on Instagram. 
Uh, Boys Podcast on Facebook, boyspodcast.com. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, everywhere you can hear podcasts at boyspodcast.com. He's so much cooler than I am. <laughs> He's got all his plugs. He's, He's got to get it's in. so good. It's all, but for one thing, I don't have a lot of shit going <laughs> <That's> on. <true. laughs> These guys have cool names. Mine's just my name. Luke That's underscore okay. Southern on the gram. Mine's just Harold. I Story. take pictures. It's not really that cool. Um, They're pretty good. Twitter's better. It's just man with wood. Yes, it I is. I complain a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. You can find all there those hot is. takes there on Twitter. Hot takes. Yes. Ooh. Uh, well, cool. As always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.